All right. Uh, hello and welcome to MSM Productions' very first podcast. This is the yes. kickoff podcast. And what better way to do it than a mock draft for the 2020 year? I guess I will operate as your host with the <laughs> most. Um, this is Sean. Uh, we also got Matthew Thomas Gregory. Hey. The one and only, baby. <laughs> <laughs> And Matt Benavidez here with me right now. Yeah, what's going on? So we're going to get into this mock draft. We'll just kind of go down the list and see who who has who, um, everybody giving their picks. So obviously, first thing, Bengals on the clock. I don't think it's a stretch to say that they're going with Joe Burrow at one. Everybody got that, right? Everybody's got that. That's what I got. All right. Very easy. We can move right along. That didn't take very long at all. Uh <laughs> Two, uh, Washington Redskins, same thing. I think this might also be unanimous. Uh, Chase Young, defensive end for Ohio State. Um, yeah, I have the same thing. I think there's a scenario where the Redskins trade out of this. I just don't think they do. I think it, it, Chase Young is too much. Yeah, same thing. I mean, Chase Young is just an elite talent. What you're getting, I mean, you, unless you get three first-round picks, there's no way to even <laughs> I saw something today, like I think it was like on uh, the NFL's Instagram or something. Like, there's only been five. There's only ever been five 99 rated prospects, and it was like Von Miller, Patrick Peterson, Andrew Luck, Saquon Barkley, and Chase Young. Those are the only five to ever be rated in 99. That's, wow, it's uh, a pretty good territory. If I end up with any one of those, I am doing pretty well. Yeah. I think everyone I just named. Is like a perennial pro bowler. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, if that's who you're putting them up there with, I mean, that's, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you, I don't think you can pass on him. No, no way. Okay. Uh, moving on to three. So, three is where I have my first trade. I think I have, like, five trades in the first round, which, Benavides, didn't you say there was, like, the record was, like, six in the first round, and that was last year or something? Yeah, the record was six. The record overall is 44, but six in the first round is the record. So, uh, five's not all too impossible. Okay, so my first one is I have the Miami Dolphins moving up, swapping with Detroit at three, and taking Tua. They're going to give up five and 39 to to go up to three. I think Lions, they're always going to get the guy they want, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I think they stick there, and they get two more. They get an extra, uh, what, second-round pick? Pretty Probably. much top of the second round. Yeah. So seems kind of easy to me. Dolphins move up. They want to make sure that the Chargers don't jump them. So they're going to move up, and they're going to take Tua. All right. Okay. I got um, – so Miami's got all the picks for me. I I know I've had the Chargers in some of my mocks jump up. I have Miami jumping up with Detroit, giving their first or second and a next year third round pick, and they grab Justin Herbert, QB from Oregon. Hmm. Wow, okay. You think they go with Herbert instead of Tua? I'm thinking they go with Herbert, um, and they have the picks just to make sure if this is their guy, hey, let's go be sure. Let's go up to jump up to number three. Let's draft this guy. I think he fits their scheme a little more, uh, a little better – I think okay. pocket pressure, whereas the Chargers, who we'll get to, I think Tua fits their scheme more. Okay, okay. Well, um, I uh, don't have a trade here. I have the Lions staying put, 
and uh, and they get their guy in Jeff Okuda. I think losing Darius Slay was a, a big hit to them, and uh, it's something you have to address immediately, uh, especially in the NFC North. Um, so, yeah, Jeff Okuda's the guy for them. All right. Uh, number four, New York Giants. Um, I think the, the, the sexy pick is um, Isaiah Simmons. I think the smart pick is offensive line. You got to protect Daniel Jones. You got to protect Saquon, or you got to give Saquon some running room. So I got Tristan Wirfs, uh, offensive tackle from Iowa, going to New York. I got the same pick, Tristan Wirfs, big offensive tackle. This guy produced at the combine. He put up elite levels. Man, this guy, he looks, he looks awesome. He looks like a Hercules. I think (laughs) he fits. He fits their system, too. I mean, he's going to be, whether left tackle, right tackle, if they want to move over Nate Soldier, they can. But uh, you got to get some groundwork or some more holes for Barkley so he can make some things happen and give uh, Daniel Jones for sure. a little more time to operate in that pocket. Okay. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, well, with number four, I have the Giants going defense. Uh, I think they go Isaiah Simmons. Um, I, I just – I feel like they have too many holes on their defense, both on the line and and in the back with the backs that they they've got to address something. And and this guy's a Swiss Army knife. You know he can do a lot for you. And uh, you know right now that's what they need. Yeah, I think if he does go to the Giants, though, you have to put him at linebacker. I think that's his bread and butter. I think get him at linebacker. He can drop into coverage, but he can also yeah. blitz the quarterback. Like. I don't think you risk trying to put him at safety. Oh no, not at all. No, no. The he'll to me he's a he's a backer as well. But you know they may get crafty and try and put him on the line. Yeah, uh, you never know. But yeah, that that'd be. Would you been saying that you can make that argument that he could literally play any of the on the three levels, like on any of the three levels? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely nuts. All right. Um, so five for me. I got the Detroit Lions because I had the I had the swap at three. Um, so I have the Detroit Lions getting Jeff Okuda, um, like you said, missing out on Darius Slay or them uh, trading Darius Slay to the the Eagles. Um, they brought in Desmond Trufant, but I think if you compare Okuda with, with Trufant, like you said, playing the NFC North, playing against guys like uh, Cousins who likes to throw it a mile and Rodgers, like they're going to need people who can cover. So oh, for you sure. Got, and they're going against what uh, – Devontae Adams. Who else is in there? Um, the guy from the Vikings. Oh, Adam, Adam Thielen. Thielen. Adam Thielen. Like, they Thielen got the Wheelers out there. <laughs> yeah, they got Thielers out there. So, yeah. I, so, they're going to be somebody to cover. I got the same pick, Sean. Uh, same trade happening. Uh, Jeff Akuda to Detroit. It just makes perfect sense. They can now, they have two cornerbacks that can hopefully lock down the outside. And you have those you know, wide receiver number ones that you're playing against. So Matt mm-hmm. Patricia, you know, he's going to go focus on that defense. And <laughs> there you go, Patricia. But uh, there it is, I, think, man. I think that's the pick, man. They get a, they get additional picks and they still get their guy at five. I mean, that's a win. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, well, I see here at the five spot, I had the Dolphins stay and put. Uh, and they're actually still able to get their guy, I think, in uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, I, th- I think that's who they wanted. Uh, I don't think they're going to have to trade up to get him if, if everything plays out the way this does. And I think if they just uh, uh, sit where they're at 
they they can go ahead and grab their guy without having to trade any major pieces or anything. All right. Uh, six is the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, for me, I got two is already off the board. So they're going to grab Herbert. Um, big, strong-armed, athletic signal caller. Plenty of upside. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that he's the one guy you, you, you put him together with, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Hunter Henry can pitch it off to Austin Eckler. Like that's a lot of, that's a lot of tools. And I think I, I like the fit there for him. Okay. Well, I got number six who stayed put and they get Tua from Alabama quarterback. I think this is the guy that they want. And this is the guy I think that they want to build their scheme around. They have Tyrod Taylor and they seem content with him. And to me, Tua yeah. and Tyrod, uh, they kind of kind of go hand in hand. I think Tua has way, you know, elite um, potential. But, I mean, I, I think the scheme oh, that sure. they're going to build around, and you got Austin Eckler, um, I think they can come up with something pretty lethal with Keenan Allen. I mean, they still got some guys there. Um, they just need to, you know, hopefully roll the dice with Tua, and I believe he's medically cleared. I think he's good to go. Okay. Uh, well, I have the, the Chargers staying put at six and, uh, and getting to it as well. Um, just like you said, I think, uh, I think that's kind of who they were leaning toward. Um, it just seems to me like it would be a f- better fit. They just got um, – who was it we talked about the other day as the right tackle? Uh, Balaga. So, you yeah. know, that could help shore up the right side, which is Tua's – Blind side, so uh, I feel like they're going to go Tua. Okay, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I think it's just you know obviously who you value value more, and if, if anybody's willing to trade up to get who they want. So oh yeah, for sure. I, I think between Herbert and and Tua, you can't really lose per se. Yeah, uh, for these two organizations, anyhow. Like uh, I don't think if you miss, like say you say you're the Chargers and you want Tua but the Dolphins get him before you. I don't think you're trading back or you're drafting another position. I think you're still going to just go, okay, well, we'll just have Herbert. You'll still be fine. Yeah. I don't think it's one of those situations where, like, damn, we didn't get our guy, so let's move back or let's take, like, an offensive lineman. I think they still go quarterback, and they still have a really good option in Herbert yeah, anyway. definitely no need to panic there. I mean, I feel like if you – these these all three of these guys at one point in time uh, a couple years ago, they all were considered number one picks. Yeah, and tank for yeah, they were. I mean, Justin Herbert, if he would have came out last year, they were saying, hey, this this guy's the number one pick. And then you got Joe Burrow who came out of left field and threw 60 touchdown passes, <laughs> you know, in a season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. each one of these guys, at one point in time, they're all number potential number one picks. So, I mean, I feel like whoever you are, you stay put, you trade up. If you get one of those guys, you're all right with that. I mean, I, I would have to agree with you on that. All right. So moving along to uh, number seven. Seven is where I have Isaiah come, uh, Simmons coming off the board uh, to the Carolina Panthers. Um, like we said earlier, man, he's just a freak athlete. You can literally put him anywhere. You can put him on the line you can, or on the edge. You can put him as a linebacker dropping into coverage. God forbid you need to, like, drop him back into safety. <laughs> like, you can play that position. But, like, just somebody who can do everything that's going to help out that Panthers defense. Uh, I think they're missing quite a few holes up there as well. So, I think it's either for them, for Carolina, it's either Simmons or Derek Brown. Um, but I have them taking Simmons. Uh, laugh, Sean. We hit heads once again. I have Isaiah Simmons going to the Carolina Panthers. You lose Luke Keegley, 
or Keekley, who was just a big focal point of that defense. Hopefully he comes back and just gives him a little guidance um, as just like a player assistant coach. But to have Aya Simmons, who is a Swiss Army knife, who can play up on the line or back uh, in coverage, this is something that they are going to miss with Keekley, and this is a stuff that they need to fill. This is a big hole for them, and I think they get a steal here at number seven. Yeah, I think you definitely kind of hit the nail on that. I think I could definitely see um, Keekley coming back as like a coach. I don't think – I know he's walking away, but I don't see him just completely being withdrawn from the game. Like, I could see him coming back as like a linebacker's coach or like just like you said, like a player assistant coach or something like that. Matty B, who you got? Did we lose him? Maybe. I don't I... We can keep rolling if you want to, Sean. Uh, let's give it a minute. Um, but, uh, right, you know what, let's just go, because I don't know how you, like, edit this part. <laughs> I don't know how you can edit. <laughs> okay. We're going to assume you can just catch up with us okay. later. Um, so, eight, Arizona. And I've said this a few times before, like, as much as I would love to see them do, like, a sexy pick and, like, take another receiver, because you have Fitzgerald kind of getting over the hill. If you were for a year, you had Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, and then you go draft somebody like C.D. Lamb, and you have those three, dear <laughs> God, that would give to Kyler Murray some oh, options. You know that what I mean? That would be insane. And you have C.D. Lamb, whose player comp is DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. So basically two on the same team is insane. Um, that's not what my pick is. And Benavidez, I thought we lost you there for a second. If you want to give your Panthers pick, go ahead. We were about to move right oh, along. Oh, I'm sorry. I had a – a moment there with uh, one of the people I work with. Uh, number seven, I have the Panthers going Derek Brown. I, I think they need defensive help, so they just uh, grab the best D lineman they can find that's available, and, uh, and that's where they get going. All right. So moving along to Arizona, like I said, I think the fun, the fun pick would be a receiver, like one of these young guys, and just giving Murray an arsenal, yeah. but I think you have enough as of right now with Hopkins as like a number one guy and you still have Fitzgerald, you still have Christian Kirk. I think you have to go with need instead of want. And for them, it's defensive line. I have them taking Derek Brown, the defensive lineman, uh, interior defensive lineman from Auburn. I like it. I have a trade at this pick. Um, oh, yeah. That, that I just kind of came up with today. So the Atlanta Falcons have been rumored they want a defensive tackle. They need somebody, and I think they're willing to trade up to Arizona at number eight, which I think is a good spot for them. So I have the Falcons trading up to number eight, and I think they really want Javon Kinlaw, but I don't think they realize Derek Brown would fall this far. So I have Atlanta Falcons trading up to number eight, taking Derek Brown, the DND tackle from Auburn. You put him next to Grady Jarrett, who's uh, got one year left on his contract, and they're just going to be a beast up front, and they're just going to maul people. They're going to play bully ball inside. Wow. wow. Okay, okay. Well, um, here at eight, I have the Arizona Cardinals uh, going O-line. I think um, that's where they're going to focus uh, in the first round anyhow. And I think they go Tristan Wirfs. Um, he's probably – uh, one of the better combine performers we've seen in a good while for an O-lineman. 
And I think he fits, uh, you know, what they want to do. You know, uh, Kyler is a very athletic, very mobile guy. And when he breaks the pocket, because you know he will, at least, you know, some of the linemen will be able to get downfield. And I think he would just fit that scheme really well. Okay. All right. So number nine, Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is where I kept going back and forth between needs. (laughs) Um, You can make the argument cornerback or receiver, cornerback or receiver. And I pretty much just brought it down to, okay, for me it would either be Gary Judy or C.J. Henderson. And I feel like, wow, if you truly have faith in Minshew, you need to go give him an extra target. So that's where I have them. I I broke down. I chose the receiver. Uh, I have them going Jerry Judy. I am not at all concerned about the uh, knee, whatever it was, that came out out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that was probably – Smokescreen at its finest. uh, That was was the Raiders putting that out. (laughs) You know what I mean? That was the Raiders digging up some old footage. But, no, I'm not concerned about that at all. He's the smoothest route runner. He just glides off the line. Uh, and at the end of the day, like, I think, well, I think, I don't think he's the best prospect. We'll get into that in a second, but I mean, he's one a, you know what I yeah. mean? Like you can't go wrong. And I think Jacksonville Jaguars get him a wide receiver. They go with Jerry Judy and they take care of that offense. Yeah. For me, I got Jacksonville penciled in with CJ Henderson, uh, the cornerback from Florida. Not only did they lose one defensive back, they lost two, they lost Ramsey, they lost Bouye. Um, yeah, you make up a good point. If they're riding with the the, the mustache man and Minshew, then you might want to go get a wide receiver. But you still got DJ Chark. You got um, Westbrook. Uh, you got Fournette. You don't have anybody on defense. You need to start building that foundation for me and building those cornerbacks. And C.J. Henderson, I mean, this guy, he's got a lot of upside. There's a lot of hype around him. Um, yeah, they have them listed as a top 10 pick. I do as well. So, I mean, I think they go ahead and they pull them, bring them in, and hopefully they can strike gold again and get another Ramsey without the diva. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Um, I actually have the same thing with the Jags at nine. I have them going CJ Henderson. Uh, exactly like you said, they lost most of their defensive secondary, if not all of them. And, uh, you, you know, you got to rebuild at some point. Um, I, I think an, an old lineman would come in handy here. I think a wide receiver, like Sean said, would, would really come in handy here, give him another weapon. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, none of those guys can prevent a touchdown, and that's, that's what they're going to need uh, this year. So, um, yeah, I have him going C.J. Henderson as well. Makes sense. Um, I pulled up their depth chart right now. As of right now, their starting corners are Trey Herndon and Rashawn Melvin. Oh, wow with uh, DJ Hayden as their third. So that's a U of H product right there, right? That's DJ Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's why I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, definitely the need is there. And the wide receiver, they're looking at D.D. Westbrook, DJ Chark, and Chris Conley. So, I mean, I think either way you go, I mean, both sides of the ball need oh, help. For so sure. it's just really what they value at this point. But um, number 10, uh, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Benavidez is your team. If you want to go ahead and lead off. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, at 10, I have the Browns um, taking an offensive tackle. I think they go Dedrick Wills here. Uh, we need line help more than, oh, more than we need any type of help. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think this is a safe bet. I think they're really the top three offensive tackles. You could really kind of put in whatever order you want. 
Um, but I think for the Browns, Wills is their guy, and I'm with it. So, Sean, I know you got your big trade. I, I have, I've actually changed my trade today, so I can go before you, and I'll let you take the next one here. <laughs> go so for it. I got go the for Cleveland it. Browns. Obviously, like you said, Matt, they need an offensive tackle. I yes. have them trading for Trent Williams, giving up one of their second round or their second round pick. So now that they got Trent Williams secured, they're gonna take just someone who kind of fell in their lap. They're gonna take defensive tackle tackle Javon Kinlaw. Oh my! You're gonna put him. Next oh my! Let's to go. Sheldon Richardson, Olive uh, Vernon, yeah. Miles Garrett. Yeah. You're gonna shore up that. Uh, defense and you're going to get Trent Williams your offensive tackle now the Cleveland hey. Browns just got a lot better and I like this draft room I'm here for that let's go all right I mean that's that's actually not bad I like that strategy um I'm going a little bit different uh you know I rep southern Philly mm-hmm. um with my birds <laughs> up there in Philly uh, South Philly's best Philadelphia Eagles are going to make a big trade up here. This is going to be the big splash. And for okay. me, uh, we're bringing from one of my favorite teams to another. My Oklahoma Sooners are going to select, or my Eagles are going to select Oklahoma Sooner wide receiver CD Lamb at 10. They're going to give the Browns number 21, number 53 in the second, and then a 2020, and then the next year's second round pick. So 2021. Second. Okay. A first, a second, and next year's second to go from 21 to 10. Um, this is very similar to what the Packers did a few years ago. I believe it was 2017, moving up from 20 to 10. So I think it's the asking price should be about the same. Philly is going to um, flip if they get C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just think you have Alshon Jeffrey, who's apparently in trade rumors as to be traded either today or tomorrow or maybe even probably honestly more likely day three, but as like a day three trade, you, you definitely need like a number one guy. Deshaun's over 30. Uh, your number three guy after those two is JJ Ortega Whiteside. And like after that, it just falls off a cliff, you know, as far as depth goes, except for my man. Um, uh, oh, I'm Greg Ward on his name from Greg Ward. Yeah, Ward. Uh, I was going to say Greg Lewis, but I think I was wrong. I actually owe myself a Greg Ward jersey because I said so many times, if Greg Ward bails us out, I'll buy a Greg Ward jersey. <laughs> and he did. And I was like, shit, I actually have to buy a Greg Ward jersey now. <laughs> so that may be my next one. But anyway, um, Eagles go get that big-name receiver. For me, he's the number one receiver in the draft. He's not as smooth off the line as Judy is, but he's way more physical. Um, Judy had a lot of separation in his routes because he was so quick off the line. Um, but I think that changes at the second level. Um, I'd like to see – I like Lamb, better contested catches, um, you know, big catch radius, can jump up and make the spectacular catch. And what he does after the catch is just insane. So get him on the outside, get him some crossing routes, give him the ball and just watch what he does with it. So I'm excited for that. All right. Okay. All right. So the very next one we have is the New York Jets. Um I, this is where I have uh, Judge Wills, Alabama offensive tackle, going there. I think they wanted their um, Jerry Judy or Sheedy Lamb. They didn't get it. So I think they either trade back or they go offensive tackle. They get Judge Wills, sure up that offensive line. Get yeah, I got the same up. thing. I got Mr. Wills, offensive tackle from Alabama, uh, penciled in here at this pick. 
I think he has maybe the highest potential of this one. Um, he's I don't think he's uh, as pro ready as Wirfs is. But you get this offensive yeah. or tackle in this Jets system. You still have Le'Veon Bell. Um, you got to get him some help. I mean, this man can carry your team. So if you can open up some holes inside for him, let the man pound the rock, and then that opens up some more material material for Sam Darnold to throw the ball. Now, to what receiver? I don't know. Um, <laughs> they can address that in the second round. I mean, they got Jameson Crowder. They got Quincy and Numa. They got the speed of Prashad Perryman. Again, these aren't, like, pro bowlers or anything, but um, I think the, the draft is so stacked. You can get a K.J. Hamler or, you know yeah. what I mean, uh, uh, Jalen Rager yeah. second round if Absolutely. they drop that far, yeah. you know. I think it'll be all right. Okay. Well, uh, I have the Jets actually getting their wide receiver right here. Uh, I have them getting C.D. Lamb, who's still available in my draft. And um, I think they address their most important need. Uh, I know they probably want to get a lineman, you know, with their second round pick. But uh, this this right here is just a bigger splash for me. They like you, so like you listed the depth chart. They just uh, it's not an inspiring group, and uh, I think there's still potential in the later rounds to get a hidden gem offensive tackle. Okay. All right, fair enough. Um, moving on to Vegas. Oh man, um, the Las the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, now. Weird to um, hear. This rolls off the right. Side. I I got them. <laughs> right, I got them getting their speed guy. They get Henry Ruggs the third wide receiver from Alabama. This is this is Mike Mayock's last hail mary attempt to save Derek Derek Carr's job. I feel like if you can't do anything with this guy. You know, you didn't get Lamb, you didn't get Judy in my draft, at least. Um, and honestly, I don't think they last to 12 either way um, with with Jacksonville and, and the Jets getting there before they do, not counting if my if the Eagles trade goes through. He's definitely not going to be there. So I think you have to get some sort of receiver, help out help out Derek Carr, and just sink or swim in this, in this scenario. Like, if you can't get it done with this guy, like, they need to start – maybe looking at quarterback going forward. So this one's tough for me. I still have all three of the uh, the top wide receivers on the board. I have the Vegas Raiders getting – that is weird to say um, the Vegas Raiders. You're right. But I have them <laughs> uh, getting C.D. Lamb. I know it's a toss-up between him and Ruggs. They value speed. They have been built on speed. But with a talent like C.D. Lamb falling – I think you have to pull the trigger. Um, this is uh, hopefully another D-Hop clone. Uh, the guy is great in open space, and he can open some things up for David Carr in that offense. Okay, yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Um, I have them going wide receiver as well, uh, but I uh, already have C.D. Lamb off the board in mind, so they go Jerry Judy. Uh, I think he's their kind of guy. And, and like Sean hit on earlier, you know, if uh, Derek Carr can't do it with, with this assortment of guys, maybe we ought to think about quarterback, you know, because, uh, I mean, you know, first they let Amari go. And, I mean, not that he had the greatest numbers in Dallas, but, he, you know, they weren't bad. He wasn't bad. He was yeah, damn yeah. good. He was, a pro he was damn good. Yeah. So, uh, I think you attempt to replicate what you had in Amari Cooper with Jerry Judy. And, you know, if you if you have two guys coming through with the same skill set, you're not getting production. Maybe you want to look at 
who's throwing the ball. Yeah. It's that classic thing where you keep getting in bad relationships and you think, well, maybe it's me. Yeah. You know, I have to start looking <laughs> inward. Um, and Gregory, didn't you say the other day that um, Judy's player comp is yeah. Amari Cooper? So, like, you lose Amari Cooper, but, like, you're pretty much going to get him exactly. right back. Exactly. I mean, you, you hit Judy. that on the nail for me. I think Jerry Judy is – his player comp to me is Amari Cooper. Um, they are one of the same player. Jerry Judy is a little more polished out yeah. But, I mean, hey, that that's a – if I'm getting Amari Cooper on any team, sign me up. Yeah, every time. Every time. Yeah. And Love both Alabama. Alabama alums. A little fun fact there. There you go. All right, so uh, 13, we get down to San Francisco San Francisco 49ers. Um, I made the joke earlier this week. I think they turned on that footage of the Super Bowl, and they saw Richard Sherman just getting <laughs> roasted. So they go ahead and they go ahead and get them another corner. Yeah. Uh, they're going to get C.J. Henderson, the cornerback from Florida, get a little help on that defense. I think the offense is set, you know what I mean? I think they got, they got some speed guys. They got some great receivers. Um, you know, let, let, let's help on the defense side a little bit. Maybe that, that Super Bowl goes a different way. I like way. that. Uh, for me, I already have C.J. Henderson off the board. So, I see the San Francisco 49ers getting more offense, more firepower. They're getting Henry Ruggs, the burner. Um, I think Goodwin's pretty mm. much on his way out. They'll probably flip him in this draft or when this draft is said and done. But now you, you put in Ruggs, you have Kittle, you have Debo Samuel, you have three good running backs. Get this guy, Jimmy G, some more firepower. Because um, you know the defense can carry. You, we've seen it. And now, yeah. can Jimmy G do his part and make some of these throws? Oh, that's that's going to be the big question going forward. Yeah, you can't overthrow speed, you know? Uh, you would think. In theory. In theory. Sense, so. In theory. <laughs> well, uh, well, with the, the 13th pick, I actually have the 49ers trading out. Um, I have the Denver Broncos trading their first and their third and most likely like a six, but the the real important cogs will be the first and the third Um, and coming up from 15 to 13 and, and exactly the same getting Henry Ruggs. uh, I think Denver is a little bit more desperate for a wide receiver than the 49ers are. And, uh, and I think for that reason, they're willing to give up a third rounder. I think they have a few in this draft. Um, so I, I think they're willing to give one up and, you know, yeah, they have three in this draft. So you, you could stand apart with one of those, go up and really get a guy who, you know, take the top off the defense. Cortland Sutton's already there. You know, I think they added Melvin Gordon to the backfield, you know, re- really killing it here. All right. Um, moving on to number 14, Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, you got old man uh, Tom Brady there, um, but also I think uh, you know you, you, the offense is stacked, defense looks you know decent. I have them going offensive tackle here, helping out Brady, getting him uh, Andrew Thomas, the tackle from Georgia, just a big strong man out there on the line, help out Brady, keep him on his feet. Uh, if you give Brady time, he picks you apart. It's just when he gets rushed is when he starts falling apart, and I think. You know, with that offense, with that many guys, you just they just added Gronk yesterday, which is insane. So now you have Gronk, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, OJ Howard. I think they get a running back. I think they get a running back in the second round. 
So they're going to have all this firepower. Give Brady some time and let him pick you apart. Andrew Thomas. Yeah, I got the Georgia. exact same pick again. Uh, it's like we're just reading these off one after another, man. Um, I'm you telling got a 43-year-old <laughs> uh, Tom Brady. Get that man some help. Give him – all he needs is that split second to decipher a whole defense. And with those weapons, it's going to be fun to watch, you know. I think oh, yeah. everybody's going to go buy Tampa jerseys now, especially with Gronk. He, he, who, who, who in their mind does not root for Gronk? I mean, I love me some Gronk. You know, <laughs> yeah, how can I'm you not glad be glad they're Gronk united. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But get this man an offensive tackle, Shore, with Gronk, who's also, people forget, is an elite pass blocker. So, And a WWE champion. Belt. I hope he wears it on the field. Bro, speaking of that, really quick, sidebar. So he is the 24-7 champ, mm-hmm. right, um, in the WWE, which means that he could get pinned at any time. And if he gets pinned, whoever pins him is now the new WWE 24-7 champ. So if he goes out on the field and gets tackled. And pinned. Is the person is the person who tackles him for three seconds the new 24-7 we need to get Vince McMahon on I'm the phone. I'm hoping it's a small baby, just a little guy, you know, that just <laughs> pancakes him. A little Earl Thomas yeah, you know, action. You know, that'd be fun. That, someone's going to keep all track of that. Is... It's going to go all the way around the league. That's too funny. Yeah. That's too funny. Wrap him up, take him to the ground. Hold him there. Hold him there for three <laughs> seconds. Get your belt. You are the new WWE 24-7. That's champion. great. I would pay a lot more than ticket price to see that. <laughs> well, now people are actually have a reason to buy. <laughs> Yeesh. First time in years I could say that. Um, yeah, I, I guess getting back to it, um, I actually had the same thing y'all did uh, with this pick in going – um, Andrew Thomas, I think they need the O-line help. And, uh, you know, for everything y'all stated, they, they I mean, how do you, you have to at this point. You got to protect old man River. I mean, Brady. <laughs> so, so uh, besides the top two picks, this is our first consensus yeah. pick, yeah. right? Oh, pencil it in. This is the one that's I for sure going to happen. Yeah, it. Give it to Roger. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, number 15, um, I actually have a trade here. I have Miami moving up from 18 to take the Broncos at 15. I think the Broncos on my end didn't get their top three receivers, so let's go ahead and trade back and let's get some more capital. Um, so I have them getting 18 and 56. So they move back three, and then they get one in about the middle, well, end of the second round. Uh, and Miami's going to take Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle out of South Carolina. Um, fill up that defensive line. That's you know pretty what I'm scary to me, man. You still got Von Miller. You still got Bradley Chubb. Well, this is uh, – I don't know. He oh, had him traded. Wow, totally. Oh, I had him totally traded. I have Miami. I have Miami moving up for Denver. Miami's going to give him 18 and 56. I and like Miami's going to drop I like that Javon a lot. Kinlaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for paying attention. <laughs> now, nah, uh, I'm sorry. I was going to say about uh, Kinlaw here. I mean, this guy is just a heck of an athlete. He's one of the guys. He's a great run stopper. Um, just uh, him and Christian Wilkins. Oh, man. Uh, would be a, a dynamic 
you know, interior duo. So yeah, I agree. Sure. So fifteen, I have Denver staying put, and who falls in their lap other than Jerry Judy? Now you have Cortland Sutland and Jerry Judy on your wings, and you have Philip Lindsay in your backfield, and you have Drew Locke, who they seem fully committed to. Uh, at least this year and probably next year. So get that guy some help, help spread up that offense. And Ooh. now you got Jerry Judy on one side, Sutton on the other, and you got uh, Philip Lindsay in the backfield. Wow, that that would make for, for quite the offense, I'll tell you that much. Um, so with the 15th pick, I had Denver trading up to 13. So now this is San Francisco's pick. And I actually have another trade here. I think um, Jacksonville trades their first and their second first round pick, 20th overall, and their second rounder and move up to 15. And I think they go get uh, Makai Becton. Um, Like Sean said earlier, they need O-line help uh, pretty bad. Um, I mean, it's on the list with DB, wide receiver. I mean, they, they need a lot of help. And Becton is going to slide because of the failed drug test, whatever it may be for um, players just tend to slide because of them. So I think he ends up right here in Jacksonville. Can't miss the opportunity to go get that guy. All right. All right. So that puts us at 16, uh, 16 Atlanta Falcons. Um Gregor, you went yes, for sir. Broncos, right? Yeah, you had Jerry Judy. Okay, just making sure. I didn't want to make sure I didn't skip you. Um, okay, 16, uh, Atlanta Falcons. Um, there have been a bunch of rumors of them, uh, you know, moving up a bunch, but I think they stay put. Um, hold on. I'm sorry, I lost my notes here. Um, I have them getting uh, Clavon Chasen from LSU, uh, just a guy that can get all over the field. I know he had a lot of big games. In the um, in the playoff push, he was flying around there. So I think adding that to their defense is a, right. is a great like look that. for them. So in this one, I actually had Atlanta trading up to number eight with Arizona. Arizona wound up taking uh, – That's right. So now this is Arizona's pick. I have them taking Kenneth Murray, the canine manimal himself from Oklahoma, the linebacker. <laughs> who had 28 tackles in a game, which is unheard of. Um, They got the offensive weapons now, so now let's build around some of that defense. You still got Chandler Jones. You bring in Murray. You got Patrick Peterson. This is their push. You know, this is – you have still some of those old chips with Larry Fitzgerald and Peterson. Now bring in some of your new youth. Um, I I think the Cardinals Mm -hmm. are starting to look pretty scary. Maybe not this year if this is not their year, but next year, hey, sign me up. Yeah, I think I think the NFC West is still a little too strong right now for them to really make a make a push in that. But you know, hey, the wild card's still there. I mean, they, they'll have a lot of pieces if they add if they add uh, Kenneth Murray. Um, but with my pick, I still have the Falcons right here at sixteen, and uh, just like Sean, I have him going Clavon Chase on. Uh, like you said, he was big for LSU down the stretch in that playoff push, and and I think Atlanta needs to to get some of that back. They lost Vic Beasley in free agency. So, uh, you know, you, you got to replace that production. All right. So um, I have a trade here with Dallas. 
Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so I have Dallas actually moving out of the first round. I have the New York Jets. Um, the Jets are going to give up Ooh. safety Jamal Adams. Oh, wow. And a fourth round pick. Okay. For number set for the seventeenth overall pick and a twenty twenty one second. Hmm. So. Okay, and Jets move up. They give up Adams. I think if you're the Cowboys, they missed out on Earl Thomas when he was basically in the <laughs> locker room screaming, "Come get me!" Like it gets no more blatant than yeah. That. Um, as an Eagles fan, I definitely don't want this to happen, but I think it should happen if I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, I want like. You know, it was uh, – what was it? The fourth quarter or overtime last year when the Cowboys lost to the Jets, who was it that sacked Dak Prescott on fourth down? It was yeah. Jamal Adams. I think that's the – that's probably the, the best tryout you can have for another team is to <laughs> beat them because yep. of you, basically. Um, so I think Cowboys are saying, you know what, let's not miss out. They need help in that secondary. I think McKinney's good. I think Delpit's great. But, I mean, I don't think either of them right now – are, have established themselves. Well, they ha- definitely haven't established themselves the way Jamal Adams has. He's probably the best young safety in the in the league right now. You go ahead and get him, and then if I am the Jets, I have you taking Xavier McKinney. You got rid of a safety. You go get the air, you know, the air apparent and Xavier McKinney. He's he's you know he's rangy. He's lengthy. He's versatile, uh, and he's instinctive. He's flying all over the field, making great plays. He can hit. He's not afraid to tackle somebody. Give them uh, – some people think it may be a reach, but I think, you know, if you're going to go ahead and swap out players, you get the number 17 overall pick, you get Xavier McKinney, and you just added, you know, a, a 2021 – you get another extra second-round like pick next yeah. year. So I have Dallas uh, staying put, and they're getting Clavion Chase and defensive end from LSU. Uh, you know, Robert Quinn okay. is already out the door, so they need that production. Unless you really think Alden Smith is your boy off of four years uh, suspension. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I can't see this guy's that. a big dude. I mean, he can rush the passer. I mean, I think he's probably the second best edge rusher in this draft, and you're getting him here at 17. Um, Cowboys, you know, they have a young defense now. I mean, they're, they're, the last couple of years they've got some young studs. They've hit on some picks, and, and you know, they're starting to get – Back to those, hey, we're just going to smash you in the mouth and then we'll throw it out or run the ball on offense. Um, I, you know, as always, the Cowboys, I feel like they have the team to compete every year, but just can they close it out at the end of games and are they going to choke in the playoffs? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I, if you're asking me, the answer is going to be yes as well, and I'm not even an Eagles fan. Um, with the 17th pick, I have the Cowboys staying put as well. Uh, and I actually have them drafting Xavier McKinney. Um, I think they need to replace the production of Byron Jones. Um, and, and honestly, before we got into this conversation, I, I didn't think about Jamal Adams. That, that would be a pretty enticing option there. Um, but I think they, they end up going with Xavier McKinney. Uh, like I said, he, you can line him up in a couple different spots, do do some different things with him, just like they had with Byron Jones. Now, are you going to get the combine athlete in Xavier McKinney you got in Byron Jones? Absolutely not. But, it, I mean, it's still a, a pretty good way to start. I mean, absolutely. And uh, I, I did forget, I'm looking up now, you know, the Cowboys did add um, Don Terry Poe, 
and who else? They added somebody else. I'm 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 blanking on <laughs> another like veteran guy. But uh, I mean, yeah. So definitely defense is where they need help. They're, I mean, they're pretty stacked on offense. Let's be real. Um, but uh, yeah. So moving on to 18. This is where I had the Broncos trading back. This is where they get their offensive tackle, Houston offensive lineman Josh Jones. It's very large human <laughs> put him on the offensive line help out uh drew Locke, which is the most madden simulated name i've ever heard in my life um yeah josh jones offensive line rep in houston which is where we're from so like it shout out to shout so out to i josh got jones. miami staying Top put here at 18 and they go get another large offensive tackle who an ironic twist they traded laramie tunsil for this pick lo and behold who falls in their lap uh, McKay Beckton from Louisville. He's had some drug-related issues. Who's fallen, <laughs> and I think they're going to strike gold again with this pick. This guy, I think, is another another young stud, and he can be another, hopefully, Laramie Tunsil without the false starts. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> I think now they already Yeesh. got their um, they got their quarterback. You get your offensive tackle, and you still get another pick uh coming at 26 so i mean they got uh they can really build this team with this draft right here wow okay okay well see i have the dolphins thing put as well but i have them going line on the other side of the ball um and and just like i think sean you alluded to earlier um i think they go javon kinlaw i think dolphins and and kinlaw is a is a good fit Uh, i think him in the middle there with christian wilkins like you said that's going to be dangerous um, so yeah, I, I mean, how do you not? He's probably for the position, one of the, one of the better guys you're going to get out of this draft. So, you know, take him and then see what he can do. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I just didn't see, I just don't see Kinlaw lasting that long. That's just why in mine, I had him trading up with the Broncos. Yeah. So. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Um, okay. Number 19, we're back to the Las Vegas Raiders, two picks in the top 20. Um, for me, I have been going linebacker Patrick Queen out of LSU. Uh, I mean, this guy was literally all over the field. He gave Oklahoma a lot of trouble. Um, someone who's, who's just like Kenneth Murray, and I went back and forth on him and Kenneth Murray as who would be the first one to go. But um, this guy's a top-tier athlete, athlete um, you know, great instincts. You know, uh, he has great you know, chops as a coverage defender. He can blitz. He's a great run defender. He kind of does it all. Um, again, I'm biased. I think Murray's the better linebacker. But I think Patrick McQueen – or McQueen, Jesus. Patrick Queen, um, he's got that LSU defense and that SEC de- defense that's going to, you know, turn some heads. So, I think he's going to go first out of the two. And I have him All right. the so, uh, Las Vegas I have a- Raiders. Vegas Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. We all know there's been a lot of uh, turmoil with uh, Yannick, their defensive end. I think the Raiders go and trade their, this first-round pick and go get that DN from Yannick, a sign-and-trade. Um, John Gruden's probably going to get some slack. Hey, you traded Mac, and this is the guy you're getting back, Yannick. But let's, uh, let's be real. For the Raiders, it's a good pickup with Yannick. The guy can play. He can rush. And then for the Jags, I think they go and draft Ezra Cleveland, offensive tackle from Boise State. Um Shore up that offensive line for Gardner Minshew and, uh, you know, give them a little more time in the pocket for Fournette and your wide receivers to do some work downfield. Oh. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. only yeah, one is still there. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, in 19, I have uh, the Raiders holding on to this pick, and they go Christian Fulton. Um, I think they need help in the defensive secondary, and this guy's, you know, an SEC battle-tested DB. He played at LSU last year where they were ahead every game, so guys are constantly throwing the ball. Uh, I, I think this is just a, a great fit. You know, they already have Jonathan Abram, who's a, a hard-hitting SEC defender as it is, and I think this is just its a perfect fit. All right, moving right along. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars at 20. Um, I, I have made a change since my last one. This is mock draft 3.0 for me. Um, this is where I agree with you. I'm, I'm changing my Jaguars pick. I have them going Ezra Cleveland as well. Offense tackle Boise State. And for all the reasons that you just mentioned a second ago, Gregory, helping out uh, Minshew, if they, if they stay with Fournette or if they end up drafting a running back a little bit later, maybe trading Fournette on day two, um, you know, helping him out. I like it. So I got the tackle. Jacksonville Jaguars with this pick too. This is the Rams pick. Uh, that they got for Ramsey. They go and snag Xavier McKinney from Alabama. Um, with this pick, now they've had three first-round picks in this draft. They've had C.J. Henderson, Xavier McKinney, so they just rebuilt their secondary. And then yeah. now with Ezra Cleveland, the pick before from the Yannick trade, they helped build, built up their offensive tackle. Those are some of their biggest needs, and they helped do this in this draft. They got younger. They got better. I think it's a big win for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that, that's quite the turnaround in just one one round of the draft. I mean, but hey, hey, if they can pull it off, that wouldn't be that bad. No. Now, will they do that? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> that's that's the big question. All right. Well, um, I have here the Jacksonville Jaguars traded this pick uh, to San Francisco to jump up to uh, 15 and take Makai Becton. So San Francisco is who I have here. And with this pick, I have them going T Higgins. Um, he is a, a personally, probably my favorite wide receiver in the draft. Uh, he can do a for you in the red zone. And, and, and I feel like the 49ers have so much speed already in the offense that they don't just have that large red zone threat. And, and I think he he definitely brings that to you. Now, of course, he offers a lot of other different elements as well, but, you know, you can't teach 6'3". So yeah. that's that, – I mean, that, that'll help you every for time. for T. Higgins, he is criminally undervalued. This guy, I think, he needs to be shown some love. And I, I think oh, he yeah. those on the, the nail, man. This guy is great. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think there could be an argument made, just like I think Sean talked about earlier – uh, with the 49ers' first pick, they need to go defensive back after watching Sherman just get torched. Uh, but but I think T. Higgins just offers them something that they don't have, and then that's going to be too enticing. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so at 21, this All is right. going to be as your Cleveland Browns. Um, they need to trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think um, they're getting an offensive tackle, okay. Makai Becton, out of Louisville. 
Um, I have them slipping because of the drug test, but I mean, a, a lot of them saying a lot of the sources that I have, <laughs> which is Google, um, is saying uh, is saying that like a, a lot of teams aren't aren't really buying that it was you know that big of a deal. Um, it was flagged, but you know I think it was, it was I'm trying to think of what it what it was here that it got flagged for specifically because I think they said it was some sort of. Um, Flag drug test won't affect stock much. Uh, a lot of people are saying right. like they're not that big of a deal, um, whatever it was. Um, so, you know, he is a giant. What do we have him in That's a big man. <laughs> I can't imagine. I cannot imagine being that big and moving as fast yeah. as he moved. I think so. He had some I think it was crazy like 40 times. Just game. under five or uh, five one, yeah. something like that. Yeah, so uh, I think just a big man who can move like that. You know, you run, you pull, pull the tackle, pull the guard, or whatever, uh, and 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 let him get out there and run. And um, yeah, and the Browns get their guy, and they don't have to like stress or or maybe make a panic pick or trade up. I think you can get the guy that you want and give a lot of capital. Okay, from the Eagles okay, well. I'm not going to disagree with that. I like it. So I got 21 staying put. I had them in my previous mock drafts, trading with Cleveland and going to get CD Lamb. But here they are at 21. They waited. They're patient. And they they got a lot of intriguing options at wide receiver here. Um, for me, I'm just going with Justin Jefferson, LSU. Um, I've been watching more and more of his tape. The more and more I like it. Big, fast guy that can go and get the ball. Um, I think he's undervalued as well, kind of with the T. Higgins kind of range. But I, I really oh, like definitely. Justin Jefferson. Um, I think – he could be the uh, answer they need on at this Philly team with Carson Wentz. You know what? I hope you're right if the Eagles do get him. I hope you're <laughs> right because I've been slandering him all over social media. Uh, I just – I don't I don't know, man. I, I need a little more production on the outside. I know he's a slot monster. But um, for me, my, my order is either get Lamb, get Ruggs, Mims, yeah. Kenneth Murray and then, and then Justin Jefferson is my youth. fifth option, but uh, I just—I mean, maybe it's just me being a uh, a novice, but I, I haven't seen enough of him. I know he's like supposed to be what, like super fast, and he had like—I think I saw he had yeah, the average like, like ten that. yards after the catch, average, just insane. But I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he was saying how like. Yards after the catch and what you somebody does after the catch is a little bit harder to judge in the NFL because, you know, guys are, are collapsing a lot quicker. You're not having as much time to get those yards after the catch as you did in college. Yeah, right. College is a little bit slower. And I mean, valid points, which is why he was saying that he valued Judy over Lamb because you can't really take into account Yak in, in, in the NFL because guys are just so much faster and tackle so much better. So it's hard to break those. Ta- it's harder to break those tackles and, and get that space. But. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, I hope you're right. If, if the Eagles do end up getting them, and I, I hope you're right. I can imagine. Well, I have the Eagles thing put here at 21 as well. Um, I actually have them going on the defensive side of the ball, which apparently is a very unpopular opinion in Philly. Um, but I have them going Kenneth Murray. Um, I think they need linebacker help sorely. And, um, you know, this draft is just so deep with wide receivers uh, that, that I think you can get a guy, you know, in the second round who can do a lot of things for you. 
Um, I think Sean was telling me about KJ Hamler and his connection to the Eagles somehow. Uh, and there's just, there's just a ton of wide receivers out there who have the potential to do things for you. Uh, whereas at the linebacker position, I, I think there's a massive drop-off after the first two, maybe three. So I, I think this is just a bit more of a pressing need for the Eagles. I like it. I mean, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. It is, it is a big need. I would have it as like one A, and like I said, I think Eagles fans would riot <laughs> if, if we went I was linebacker say, Matt, you over probably receiver. Get more than me, but with um, pick, so, but well, you know, I, and I can understand. Uh, I, I can understand that because y'all do. Poor Carson's just back there throwing to guys who have have no sense of how to run the route, catch the ball, and and go. You know what I mean? And if if they can make it on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the big thing was last year it was like our two main guys got hurt and then we're out there throwing out Aguilar who, you know what I'm saying, good riddance, honestly. And uh and JJ Ortega Whiteside who like literally was I think he was rated like by <laughs> Pro Football Focus as like Yeesh. the worst wide receiver in the league last year. And they also came out with a rating uh which, you know, validates your point Benavidez is they had um our starting outside linebacker right now, Nathan Gary, oh. as the worst tackler in the league. That can't be good. So, like, it's just, it's just terrible. So, like, it's the yeah. smart pick, but it's not the sexy pick. And the sexy pick is to move up or get Jefferson. Or I like Mims as well, and we'll get into him a little bit later. But, um, yeah, he's just – I mean, a, I definitely understand your reason. He, he so. just – Okay. Moving right along. No, 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 you're good. Go ahead. I can oh, cut I'm that sorry. Out. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah, nah, just moving right along to Minnesota. Um, this speak of the devil, I have them getting Denzel Mims out of Baylor. I just watching a little bit more of his film like these past couple days, like I, for me at least, because I didn't obviously don't watch a lot of Baylor, but this dude is just super physical, yeah. makes some insane catches, man. Like, I wouldn't, I have him rated over Jefferson, but I mean, you, you lose uh, Diggs. You either I think they either get Mims here or they get that speed back and they go Rager, but I'm gonna have them just stick and put with Mims. I think Mims, like you said, man, gee, it's just so deep at wide receiver. Man, you really can't go wrong anywhere. But yeah, it's I pretty nasty. Uh, Mims, some of these wide right receivers. Right I mean, any other year these guys would be <laughs> oh, the I'm guy. Um, like I have a different wide receiver going to Minnesota. I got Brandon Ayuk, the guy from Arizona State. Um, I think. Uh, same, he's from the same school of uh, Nikhil Harry, the same uh, the wide receiver that the Patriots drafted last year. I think this guy Brandon is better. He can return uh, kick returns, punt returns, and he the yak he put up in college was ridiculous. He's faster. He can catch the ball. Um, I think this is what they kind of need yeah. um, to help kind of take some of that pressure off of Thielen. Okay. I, I could definitely see that. Uh, okay, so here at 22, I actually have a trade. Um, I have the Baltimore Ravens trading their first and their second, one of their second rounders, 28th overall and I believe uh, 55th overall, to go up here to 22, um, and they go get Patrick Queen. Uh, they need linebacker Ooh. help uh, almost as bad as the Eagles do, and – and he's the guy that's going to, I think, really just solidify that defense right there. 
All one right, three, so New moving England on Patriots. to where we at now. We are at 23, New England Patriots. Um, I have them going uh, A.J. Effinessa, the uh, linebacker – I'm sorry, the edge rusher out of Iowa. I think he's wildly underrated over here. Um, I'm looking to see what he can do. As of right now, on the edge, they have John Simon and Lawrence Guy with Bo Allen in there as their nose tackle. So, get somebody who can rush the passer. You're going to have to get after I – mean, they they'll have – well, at least for me, they'll have Tua in Miami. They'll have Sam Darnold in New York and Sam da- – and Sam – Josh Allen. Sam Darnold. Uh, Josh Allen, sorry, in Buffalo. So get after you're gonna have to get after these young guys. Get yourself another young guy, um, and and go try to rush the passer. I like get you, it. AJ Epinesa. Um, I think it's a great uh, Bill Belichick pick there. For me, I have. I mean, I feel like this pick is they can go either way. I feel like realistically they'll trade down to get a tight end in the second round. Um, but in my draft, I had them getting Jordan Love, the QB. Oh wow! Yes, I, Okay. You know, I think with Bill Belichick, he can kind of help mold and hide some of his, you know, accuracy problems and work on them for at least a year and, uh, you know, see what they can come up without. I mean, because from what I've read, that he's pretty much like a poor man's Mahomes with accuracy problems. So I feel like if you, if anybody could fix that, it might be Belichick and you could turn, (laughs) turn him into something crazy. So let's see what happens there. Yeah, I, I mean that sounds like a like a Belichick kind of move. So I definitely I wouldn't put anything past him, but I definitely wouldn't put that past him as well. Um, but yeah, same same as Sean. I, I'm going AJ Epines on this one. Um, I think they need edge help um, a, a little bit more than they need a quarterback. I, I think there's a there's a little bit of a smokescreen about how much they like Garrett Stidham. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but I think they do like him enough to at least stick with him in the beginning of the season. Uh, I think they can kind of afford, especially now with having traded Gronk and gotten a few more assets in the draft, you can afford to bid a quarterback in the second round, you know, maybe a, a Jacob Fromm type, Jacob Eason type, you know, maybe sit and see where Jalen's at. Uh, I think the options at quarterback are are all over the place this year. All right, so moving down to the <laughs> uh, the big easy New Orleans Saints. Um, I'm, I have their depth chart in front of me, man, and they are just absolutely stacked um, on offense. Yeah, they just added Emmanuel Sanders. Um, you know, they still have Traquan Smith, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray. Uh, defense, I've, they added Malcolm Jenkins. You forget they added Janoris oh, wow. Jenkins, the Jackrabbit, at corner. It's very hard to find holes in this defense. And then I look at middle linebacker and I see Alex Anzalone. Anzalone or Anzalone. And Anzalone. And then their backup <laughs> is my arch nemesis, Kiko Alonso. I think they go ahead and they get K-9, Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma, someone who can cover the whole field, and then that makes that defense just scary. Sheldon Rankins, Cameron Jordan, Malcolm Brown on the defensive line, Demario Davis, you add Kenneth Murray, 
and then the secondary arguably is the best in the league. Yeah. That team is just going to look scary on defense. And they're going to need it going against Now them. that's going to be a fun battle watching those two South. teams clash. But for oh, every yeah. thing that you just said, Sean, I yeah. agree 100%, except Kenneth Murray's off my board. So I'm going Patrick Queen, linebacker LSU. I feel like there's no wrong there. Everything that you just said, uh, they need help at linebacker. That's the only little weakness they have, and Patrick Queen can help provide that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I would agree 100%. Absolutely. Um, I have them going linebacker here as well. Uh, Patrick Queen's off my board. Kenneth Murray's off my board. So they go Zach Bond here. Um, I think he's a very underrated tackler. Uh, and I and I think he's kind of kind of what they like, you know, just a solid guy, um, or just a really high motor. And and I think he's really like you said, with the defense they have, you you just need a, a middle linebacker who's going to get in there and just you know fly around to the ball. I mean, uh, that defense is just insane. Um, so I, I think middle linebacker will help the most, and and they go Zach Bond. All right. Yeah, that's that's uh one of the one of, like I think the first mock that I did, I had them going bond, but um, I think I mean just you know any linebacker you choose at this point like that's that's the uh, really the only position I can see uh, you would need help unless like you know they yeah, get scary and they yeah. go try to draft a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like they try to move up and get you know a quarterback or they they I saw one that had them getting Jordan Love there. But I just think that's just way too early. You know what I mean? You could draft you know, somebody a little bit lower and have them right. sit under Breeze for a year or two. So so moving on, back to Minnesota Vikings at 25. This is the pick. This pick is the second pick that I – as much as, as what I want to see the most behind the Eagles getting uh, C.D. Lamb, I want to see the Minnesota Vikings bring in the 2020 <laughs> petty pick of the draft. Cornerback out of Alabama, Stefan Stefan leaves, and you know he he pretty much had one foot out the door. He didn't really want to do that yeah. from what it came look like. And what better way to be more petty than to go sign his little brother Trayvon Diggs? They need help at cornerback at Alabama. It makes too much sense, and it's going to make <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner really sign awkward. And I'm here for it. I. <laughs> Oh, I got man. the Minnesota Vikings taking Matt Hennessy, the hen dog, the center slash guard. Um, you put him at guard or anywhere on that line, you know, they really, in that Kubiak schemed offense, they run that zone scheme, open up some more holes for Dalvin Cook. They just got uh, Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State, and you still got Thielen. That offense is going to explode. Okay, yeah. I mean, I could definitely, definitely see that. Um, in my version, I still have Justin Jefferson on the board, and I think that's who the Vikings uh, end up getting here with the 25th pick. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a steal at 25. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, if he dropped that far, I think everyone, including the Vikings, would be shocked. But, I mean, that'd be the quickest they ever turned in a selection probably since Randy Moss. Uh, I think, you know, Justin Jefferson uh, really it would really complement Adam Thielen very well. I don't know how he would fit within the scheme, but I, I think what he does uh, as a receiver would really, really complement Adam Thielen very well. 
All right, moving right along. What we got up next? We have oh, so we have twenty six, uh, which I believe is supposed to be the Miami Dolphins. And the only reason why Ooh. I say supposed to be is because I have a trade here. Um, I have the Indianapolis Ooh. Colts jumping up. Um, they're giving up thirty four and forty four to move from Miami. If you're Miami for me. You already got Tua. And you already got uh, Javon Kinlaw. So you got your man on the defense. You got your man on the offense. They're going to trade back, get the uh, beginning and middle of the second round. And Miami's going to – or I'm sorry, Indianapolis is going to draft Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State. They got Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator who was the Eagles uh, QB coach when they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. If there's anybody who can make an average quarterback look great, it's Frank Reich. Um, let him sit under Philip Rivers for a year. <laughs> learn how to make babies. Learn how to not throw picks. All right. Well, I got the Miami Dolphins staying put at twenty six. They already got Justin Herbert. They got Mikaya or Mackay Becton, offensive tackle. Now let's go get a running back. Let's let's solidify this offense. You go get DeAndre Swift from Georgia, and then you create that one two punch with Jordan Howard. You got a little boom and thunder. I, I think you just did leaps and bounds for this offense. You got a good quarterback. You, and now you got your offensive tackle and running back that can take pressure off of them. That's what you need to do if you're Miami. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I could definitely see that. Um, here at 26, I actually have a trade as well. Uh, I have the Miami Dolphins trading this pick and one of their fifth-round picks, 153, to the Washington Redskins for Trent Ooh. Williams. Yeah, I think I think there's honestly a very good chance that Miami could just go offensive line here. But I, I think if you go get Trent Williams, you can bring a veteran into your line with a whole bunch of young guys. And... I think that would just be a good situation. You know, your quarterback can learn from him. Your line can learn from him. Whereas if you just go get a rookie, you know, it's just a large rookie class. You know what I mean? I I, I think this is, one, Trent Williams' chance to get out of Washington, D.C. And Washington to still get a first rounder. Now, granted, it is very, very late in the first round. But they also don't have a second round pick. So this could supplement as that. And and not only that, I just I can't see if all of these first and second round picks for Miami pan out. That means in a couple of years they're going to have to pay five <laughs> first yeah. and second rounders, and and I I just don't see that happening. Um, so I think they trade one of those picks, this first rounder, twenty six, um, trade it for Trent Williams, and the Washington Redskins will go get Austin Jackson. I think if you're if you're getting rid of an old tackle you got to bring one right in and uh, he is a little raw but i think he'd be perfect in in their scheme all right uh next up 27 the seattle seahawks um i think for me there's so much uncertainty about Clowney and whether he's going to go whether he's going to stay um i think he's out i think he's he's got one foot out the door he's just trying to find someone who's willing to pay him um, so I have them just kind of filling that hole, getting Yitter Gross Matos. I know I'm butchering that. 
um, Edge from Penn yeah, State. Yeah, I, I was Can't just going to say a second uh, that Gregory motion. To pronounce I have it. Uh, um, Gross Matas uh, as well from Penn State there. <laughs> the fact that you – the fact that you – but I know it's <laughs> terrible. But the fact that you get the third best edge rusher in this Gross draft Matos. at 27, and it feels a huge need for Seattle, that's a huge win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'd have to agree. I think this is what our our fourth consensus pick here, because I have them going yet to Gross Matos as well. Um, I think, like you said, with, with everything going on with Clowney, it, it's just easier to go draft a guy. Uh, who's who's not going to give you those issues and still get production out of him? You know this 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 would be a good pick for them to get. Like you said, what is he? The top three yeah. defensive He's end, the third something like that. Best pass rusher in this or edge rusher in this draft. See, I, I, you know why not? If he's there, go get him. Jeez, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm doing a little uh, research on Yeter Gross Mate. Gross Matos, and they were talking about the reason why he could fall. Apparently, uh, he was named recently in a recently <gasps> filed hazing lawsuit. Um, he facilitated a campaign that to is- harass <laughs> and haze lower Wait, classmen. Um, there's a quote in here. It doesn't say who, but it says players made unwanted sexual contact and threats, such as quote, "I'm going oh, to send Dusty." Humphrey's playing. It doesn't say that he said that. But he was named in looks one of three. One of three. Uh, Please let who, him who's fall into the, the lawsuit, so he I could drop even a little bit further. <laughs> yeah, they could use him. They could use him. Yeah, so that's not exactly what you want to have associated with your name, but. Who knows that that, that could scare? I don't some know. People. You know that the coach sounds like it definitely did scare them. I felt like if. Seattle picked him, you know, with a coach like Pete Carroll, who's well-respected. He can turn any anybody that's had trouble or history around. I feel like no problem. He's definitely a player's coach. Yeah. Like, players <laughs> like him and, and respect him. So. Well, I mean, with the exception of Earl Thomas. Most players. <laughs> Most players like him. All right, 28, uh, Baltimore Ravens. I got them grabbing safety, Grant Delpit. Um, I think, you know, um, what's his name? Um, Earl Thomas is getting up there. Get you a young guy. His player comp Ooh. is Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, he's got rare coverage instincts, uh, great athleticism, um, and, and he can, you know, work up against the run and as a blitzer. He, he's all over the place. So uh, the last number seven at, at, at LSU, Grant like Delpit, it. I have him going. I got the Ravens to, taking uh, the Bonds. The linebacker from Wisconsin, I think this guy's a high-energy guy, tackling machine. I think you put him in there, help anchor down that defense, because you know that offense can carry you, um, get a little more depth for them, and watch it roll. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think you're, you're definitely right about that. Um, here at 28, I had Baltimore trade this pick to Minnesota. Um, so Minnesota has the 28th pick on my draft, and I have them going cornerback uh, A.J. Terrell. Um, if they really wanted to get the gold medal in the Petty Olympics, they could definitely go <laughs> Trayvon Diggs still here. Um, but I, I have them going A.J. Terrell. Um, 
I, I think that'd probably just be a better fit. They just had Mackenzie Alexander, who is another Clemson guy. And I think they, they've done enough homework on Clemson DBs to, to feel comfortable in this pick. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, very next pick, Tennessee Titans, 29. I have them going Christian Fulton, uh, cornerback out of LSU. This guy, uh, I mean, just they have him as player combos, A.J. Boye and Chidobe Awuzie, wow. six foot one ninety seven. You know, sticky coverage. He's all over the guys. Um, he, he great. He's got a great. That's uh, that's a good pickup, especially speed, since you know they lost. And, and, and he's great high. in coverage. For sure. Exactly. Cool. So I have them. Well, I got uh, them Christian Fulton, Austin Jackson, Tennessee tackle from USC. I think you have uh, Derek Henry there. You need to pound the rock because that's what they were so good at last year. And they lost Jack Coughlin to uh, the Cleveland Browns. This guy's going to take over in in his spot and, you know, pound the rock. That's right. Run the ball and then let uh, Ryan Tannehill air it out to the stud of a wide receiver who came out of nowhere, A.J. Brown. Yeah, for real. Talk about out of nowhere, man. Uh, let's see. I have at 29, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I think they go D line here. I think, uh, by the end of the off season, they're going to end up winning the Jadeveon Clowney sweepstakes with his familiarity with Brable and, and everything like that. I just kind of think that's where he ends up. But I, I, I think in the draft, like uh, they end up going D line and they go Ross Blacklock. Uh, it's, uh, a major boost to the interior. And I think anytime that there's two guys on the line, I think the Texans showed this, uh, there's two guys on the line that you have to worry about. You can't double everybody. And, um, and so I, I think that'll just kind of help free things up for Clowney, who, again, I think they eventually sign. Um, so yeah, Ross Blacklock. Okay. Um, number 30, uh, going up to Green Bay, Green Bay Packers. Um, this is where I finally have Justin Jefferson going off the board. Um, again, you know, solid 40 time, four, four, three, six, one, two, Oh, two. Uh, the, the cool thing that I, when I did do some research on him that I did like was they, they compare him to Doug Baldwin in the way that he kind of uses like these basketball juke moves to get off the line. Like he has like a little, almost look like he's doing like a crossover, <laughs> you know, at the line and. He's got a great stutter step, and and they, they, it just looks like he incorporates a lot of basketball and almost like a Euro step uh, type ways in some of his routes that I've seen. It's kind of cool. Um, and, I mean, you guys aren't the first person to tell me that he's going to be – I've had someone tell me he's going to be the best. Ooh. He's going to have the longest Ooh. career out of any receiver in this I'm draft. I'm not putting that stamp and on And a lot of people have him going <laughs> – I, 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 you know, I didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, no way. Yeah. But anyway, like, um, yeah, if, if he does go to the, to Philly, I mean, you know, we'll welcome him with open arms. But uh, I think he's going to drop a little bit further. All right. Well, um, at 30, Green Bay, and, I got uh, them taking Denzel yeah. Memes, Baylor, uh, wide receiver. I think you pair Ooh. him up with Devontae Adams, and you got a scary wide receiver core. Um, that would be fun yeah, to watch. Sure. I mean, big, fast, strong kid that can go up and get it. Almost 
I mean, I see kind of him kind of like Devontae Adams, and then it'll be fun watching them just dominate with with Aaron Jones in the middle. Yeah, I, I agree. You put Mims over there, that would, that would be pretty scary. Um, I have actually Green Bay going wide receiver as well. Uh, I think they go a little off course here. I think they go Brandon Ayuk. Um, not only does he help as a wide receiver, and I think he does a lot, but he'll also help in the return game. Uh, their special teams ranking was 24th last year. And, and that, you know, you got to improve that wherever you can. Um, you know, this guy, I'm sure, can do that. Uh, will they let him? That's another question entirely. But I've seen, in pretty recent memory, a lot of people let their rookie receivers go ahead and return kicks. And I don't think this would be any different. Um, so, yeah, I think the Packers go Brandon Ayuk. And he really does. He helps that special teams out a whole lot. All right. So up next, we have a 31, um, the runners up in the Super Bowl, San Francisco 49ers. Um, Again, not a lot of holes here. The one position that I have them taking, um, I have them going Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle out of Georgia. Um, Just looking at their team, uh, you know, like you mentioned the other day, Benavidez, Joe Staley's getting up there in age. You're going to need, sure. like, a young predecessor under him. Keep protecting uh, Jimmy G. Uh, and, and go I, I have you, them um, going uh, Mr. Wilson out of Caesar Georgia. Ruiz from Michigan. Uh, their center tore, their, tore his patella tendon. So, I mean, I think this is a great – you get the best center in the draft. You plug him in there and it's just uh, keep the engine running for San Francisco. Ah, that wouldn't be a bad pick at all. Yeah. Um, I have him going O-line as well. Um, I have him going Josh Jones. Um, I have, he's still available there. I think San Francisco is going to grab him as quickly as they can. Um, I think, like I said, Sean, Joe Staley's, I mean, really getting up there. Not Joe Thomas, who I said the other day. The Browns fan in me just really wanted to hear the name. <laughs> um, but Joe Staley is getting, getting pretty up there. So you're going you're gonna to want to bring somebody in who can learn under somebody like that. And I think Josh Jones is that guy. All right. There we, we go. Have, we have finally made it. We have finally made it. Pick number 32, uh, about an hour, 20 minutes in. Uh, I have Chiefs going A.J. Terrell, corner out of Clemson. Uh, just getting them some more some more help um, on that secondary. Again, not a lot of holes in the um, in the offensive side of the ball. You know, quarterbacks get your MVP, your Super Bowl MVP, you, or, you know, MVP two years ago, rather. Um, get you some help in the corners, solidify that secondary. All right, I like it. Uh, I got them yeah, going, Josh Jones from, uh, from U of H, go Cougs, the offensive lineman. I think he felt a little bit because he is a little raw. I think he still needs a year to develop. Um, what better way to have a young lineman that's big, strong, needs a little time? Uh, he can sit behind Eric Fisher. And then, because I think next year he's Eric Fisher's out, or he's going to be taking his spot, no problem there. But I got Josh Jones going to Kansas City at thirty-two. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely, I can see that. Um, at thirty-two, I have Kansas City going Trayvon Diggs. Uh, I, like you said, Sean, they need uh, DB help. Um, in my version, AJ Terrell's already gone, so Trayvon Diggs will still be you know, best on the board. And, and I think he helps him out a whole lot. 
Um, you know, they, they need the help as much as they can get at this point. Um, so I think Trayvon Diggs is the way they go. All there right, we fellas. go. We made it. I, yeah. Nice. Um, I think we'll end up doing another one of these at some point after the draft to see how many we got right. <laughs> yeah, hold on to your picks and see what went right, what went wrong, big surprises, and we're going to do a wrap-up. We'll talk about, uh, I guess, you know, draft grades, how we feel everybody did, who reached, you know, who sat back, who waited, and who got, who got their guys, and I'd love to see who got the most right. So hold on to these lists. And we'll uh, we'll see tonight, man. I'm excited. This has been the first time there's any sports in over hey, a month, ETA, in four hours, month a week, a month uh, and a half, maybe. I'm I'm ready. For hey, we're getting there. Secure. You know, there's going to be some things that yeah, are going to shake up the trade and the, the this draft. There's a lot of stuff going on. I think it's probably one of the most hyped drafts because everybody's been on lockdown. Yeah. I would love to see the uh, like the ratings for this yeah. for the draft. I'm sure they're gonna be the highest they've ever been because oh, people yeah, just want to watch sure. anything sports. You know what I mean? It's gonna be insane. Okay, so really quick before we get off, everyone knows the one move that I want to see from my Eagles is them to go get CD Lamb. Benavides, give me yours, and then Gregory, since you since you don't have a first you. round pick, you just tell me a big one that you want to see happen in the first round. Oh well, I mean. <laughs> this is going to be a super unpopular opinion, but uh, I am on the not a fan of Baker train. In fact, I'm most likely the conductor of the not a fan of Baker train. So you said this, you, I feel you said like I think I think a lot of people will find a lot of excuses for Baker. Um, I, I am not one of those people. I, I didn't like Baker coming out. Uh, I don't <laughs> like him now. I feel like with the tools he has around him, he already had last year between Odell, Jarvis Landry, you know, Nick Chubb showed up. I mean, you got to put something better than the season you put together. You know what I'm uh, six and what 10, something record? like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You it, I mean it was, that, it was pitiful. Team. And, um, and I just, he doesn't do it for me, but, but again, there's, I mean, they would be very hard pressed to go quarterback with tenth overall. Um, so I don't see that happening. But I, I'd like to see them trade Baker and ten and really jump up there and get one of these top that three QBs. That would be QBs. wild, yeah. Uh, Damn, could you I, imagine? I would pay a lot of money. You know, send him, send him to the Dolphins. <laughs> send him somewhere where you'll never see him again. You know, and. and and give me them picks, Bro, and I let could... me go get another quarterback. That would be like a Johnny Bro, Men's oh, an insane here with the nation, man. Insane, insane. I'm telling you, but Bro, South. I'm East telling Baker, you, but that's what I want to see. Man. I just, but I'm, I'm in a completely different thinking okay. than probably the rest. Yeah, of for the me, Browns for nation. my Texans, obviously we don't have a first round pick. I would love to see Gross Matos or AJ Espinosa fall to us. That would be my dream scenario. Probably not going to happen, but those are the two I yeah. want. Yeah, that'd be- um, but I want to see a huge trade. I want to see a blockbuster. I want to see whether it's Atlanta going up and taking one of these young QBs because Matt Ryan's getting up there in age, but he's 35, or the Patriots packaging their first round Ooh. next year, the first round next year, 
going up and getting one of these young stud QBs. I feel like something like that is going to happen. It has the makings for this draft. I want to see something crazy happen. I think it could. Yeah. Oof. All right, man. Well, like you said, we're on the clock. Four hours till draft time. I will see you guys later today. And, it's uh, in the book. Signing off, man. That's episode one. I can't wait. All to right. Do a lot Till more then, peace. Love Sounds and good, man. Stay safe. <laughs>